Welcome to Chapel Chats with Foxy and Beck. This is just a chance to take some time out from normal classes, to step away from the screen, pop your headphones in and go for a walk. Sit outside for a bit. Have a listen to our ramblings and different thoughts on what's going on in the world and how God might fit into all of that. So take a break, put those headphones in and have a listen away. All right. I'm, I'm in. It took me a little while. That's all right. That's all right. I've been watching. The, I've been watching the world spin. Uh, <laughs> that happens. That happens. Well, this is exciting. Our first podcast together. Very exciting. Mm, yeah, I thought um, maybe we should start with some formal introductions. I mean, you're pretty famous in Ivanhoe, but I'm the less famous. But um, yeah, you. So you're you're the chaplain at the Ridgeway, yeah. That's right. Yes, I've um I've been a lay chaplain at the Ridgeway for oh, a number of years, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, very much enjoy ministering there. And it's okay. been great to have you join us at the Plenty Campus this year, Beck. Yeah, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Do the students get to call you Foxy, or do they have to call you Mister Fox? Um, it sort of varies. Probably the lots of the older students call me Foxy. Um, some of the younger ones probably call me Mister Fox. Yeah. Probably more out of habit because they call most people Mr. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but certainly once you finish school, Mr. sounds far too formal for me. So, uh, okay, yeah, after school, definitely go with Foxy because that's that's definitely uh, okay, far less formal. And, uh, yeah. That's right. I know. I'm, I still, um, my head turns a bit when people call me Mrs. Gaskell because I'm like, who are they talking to? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's good. It is good. Uh, I'm loving being at Ivanhoe and, and the Plenty Campus has been beautiful so far. So it's a bit of a shame that we're all isolated now. I'm missing everybody. That's right. Yeah, we're very lucky. We've got both uh, both campuses are very beautiful. They're uh, mm. very picturesque and have lovely gardens. So we're very fortunate to work in such a place. Yes, we are. We are. Well, I thought we might start off with um, what I've termed chaplain's confessions. You okay for that? Oh, I'm, yep, yep, yeah. I'm up. You're up, okay. Well, we can both answer the questions, but I'm going to get you to answer first. <laughs> so, okay. Um, so what did you want to be when you grew up? So, you know, hopefully you've grown up now, but, you know, when you were little, what what, what was your dream job? Well, when I was really little, this sounds really weird now because I couldn't imagine myself doing it, but I really wanted to be a farmer. Wow. Um, I think I had this romantic notion that um, because my grandfather was a farmer, so I had this romantic notion that I was going to grow up and uh, and rebuy the farm that he lost in the Depression mm. and, and go and be a farmer. I used to, like, design paddocks with cows and things like that on little bits of paper. Yep. So it was really weird, and now I cannot imagine myself being a farmer. It's, like, probably the least thing I can imagine myself wanting to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what about you, Beck? What did what? you want to do? Well, how strange is this? But same, I wanted to be a farmer. <laughs> how funny is that? Um, yeah, but I, I sort of had the idea that being a farmer meant that I just had lots of pets. <laughs> so, you know, the cows and the sheep and I'd name them all and they'd be my pets forever. And then I got the idea that, oh, hang on, most of the time farmers have to either sell or kill <laughs> their animals to make money. Um, and I, yeah. I changed my mind. I didn't want to be a farmer anymore. So no, don't want to kill all those pets. That certainly no. It was too heartbreaking for me. So yeah, yeah. no, isn't that funny? Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> what about what's the craziest job you've ever done? 
Oh, look, I think I think one job which made me work out that I wanted to stay at uni. So in my uni holidays one year, I spent a few weeks sweeping up sawdust uh, mm. in a door factory. Oh. It, it, it was like, yes, yeah, so that, that, that was probably the weirdest and most sort of different job I've ever done. Yeah. Uh, and all I do, did was spend my basically whole day with a broom mm. um, sweeping up sawdust in this factory. Yeah. And it really reminded me that I wanted to go back to uni pretty quickly because um, I didn't want to stay sweeping up sawdust for the rest of my life. There's got to be more to life, yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. And, and get back to my job, which I used to do during uni, which I used to which I used to love, which was getting paid to, to uh, work at after-school care. And I got paid to oh. kick footballs, make sandwiches and let make naughty little preps sit on the seat when they were being bad. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Oh gosh, did you get itchy with all the sawdust as well? Like I could just imagine feeling covered in a, in that, you know. I think it more just yeah, you just just like used to get up your nose and sort of everywhere. So yeah. that was sort of might be more annoying. It wasn't so much itchy, but just like breathing sawdust in all these days. They didn't give us masks in those days, no. so. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, maybe looking at back, maybe I need some of those masks that we had now and that might have helped a little bit while I was sweeping up sawdust. May have, what may about, have. Yeah, yeah, what about you? What crazy jobs have you been up to, Bea? Well, my craziest job was I um, dressed up as Goldilocks and wandered around with a guy dressed as Baby Bear around the Croydon Market on a Saturday. So <laughs> we just basically did meet and greet. So I had this huge, big, blonde curly wig and a you know puffy kind of dress and we just you know said hello to children and you know bonded around and it was really great money actually because you could only work for 20 minutes at a time and then you had to have a 20 minutes break because the guy in the bear suit was almost dying of heat exhaustion (laughs) (laughs) so so hot and he like he was an older guy and he'd pull off the head and he would just be like drenched in sweat and gasping for air (laughs) oh no but I was very comfortable, you know, <laughs> it was very, very easy money, but um, a little bit crazy. So, yeah, that was mine. Um, what about the most famous person you've ever met? Mm, I, think, I think a little bit this. So probably, I don't know, there's not too many people really famous. So so probably back in the day, um, I remember meeting a guy called, well, spent a little bit of time with a guy called Nicky Winmar. So he was a St Kilda footballer, quite a famous St Kilda footballer. He's very famous for... Um, being the um, indigenous player that pointed out his stomach, so there's a statue yep. of him. So, so for a little while, um, Nicky, because I had a mate who played well, about four or five games at St Kilda, um, yep. um, through church, and then for a little while, Nicky Nicky came to church, and so uh, uh, oh, he wow. and his wife and his family came to church where I was going to for for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's probably him, and and then probably probably the most famous other person that I met um, is mm-hmm. a guy called Hugh Evans now. Not that many people are going to know who Hugh Evans is, but if you Google um, "global citizen," yeah, um, then you might find out what he what he is and who he is. Not what yeah. he is, but who yeah. he is and, and what he does. Um, so recently, you might have heard of the. Uh, I think they have that Saturday night concert at home, yeah, um, which was filmed like by artists all around the world. So Hugh is the CEO of the organisation that that organised all of that. He grew up in uh, Kerry. Yeah. Sorry, in, in Q, went to Kerry, but I know him from a place called Mill Valley Ranch that I used to work um, oh, when yes. he was about 12. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now he basically is the CEO of this uh, organisation that lobbies governments for billions of dollars worth of um, okay, commitments towards okay, projects to make the world a better place. So, wow. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Well, it's funny. When I was thinking about this question, I also thought of a football person. and, and But I've also 
yeah, I'll go for two as well. So my football person is um, Mark Murphy. Do you know him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was the Carlton captain for a while. Yeah, he was. He was. So I met him probably when he was about eight years old, though. (laughs) I had dinner at his house, um, had his mum's beef stroganoff for dinner one night or maybe two nights. But anyway, um, that was sort of my (laughs) claim to fame there. Um, And then my other one is I used to work at Freedom Furniture. And the Neighbours studio was just around the corner, basically. You know, Neighbours, the TV show. Yeah, yep, Around yep. the corner from, from where I was working. And they used to come in and um, we'll even do the set designs from the shop. But the, um, the stars used to come in as well. <laughs> the silly thing was one day um, the guy that does Paul Robinson, you know, Stefan Dennis. Yep. He, yeah, he came in one day and he asked for a catalogue and I got so nervous, my hands were shaking as I handed him the catalogue <laughs> and then I forgot to let go and he's trying to rip it out of my hand <laughs> <laughs> and the whole thing ripped in two. So I was just <laughs> a bit of a mess over a I, I hope he gave him a new one, which wasn't ripped in two. But... <laughs> yeah, eventually I, I <laughs> gathered myself and gave him a new one and apologised. <laughs> Oh, I was a bit starstruck. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, well, this flows on fairly well. Most embarrassing moment. Mm, so I, I, I had the thing for a while. I don't know. I, I tend not to embarrass too hard. I, I do, like, probably my most embarrassing moment when I was a kid, I was, I was a bit shy, and I can remember in grade one. So in grade mm-hmm. one in my primary school, um, I really needed to go to the bathroom, and I just was too oh, shy oh. to ask the teacher. Yeah. That I need to go to the bathroom, and I, and I wet my pants in class. So I think oh, no. uh, that was yeah, that was that was pretty embarrassing back then when I was a kid. So probably I think that's probably the most embarrassing thing I've probably done. Um, yeah. I'm probably there's probably been some others, but I probably just blocked those out of my memory. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that's true. That oh, that's nightmare material. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, um, yeah. luckily I, I, I luckily I finished up. I that was my last year at that school because then my parents moved and we moved schools, so I didn't have to live with it for too long. That's good timing. Well done. Thank you, mum and dad. Um, yeah. yeah, for for me, I was trying to think too because yeah, I reckon I I um deliberately forget my most embarrassing moments because they're just <laughs> awful. But I do remember um, I was about maybe at 12 years ago 13 years ago um lee my husband and i were we went overseas on a holiday and we're on a bus tour and you know how these things go they drop you off at a certain shop and like there's like maybe 10 other bus loads of people that have been dropped off at the shop and it's really busy and there's people everywhere and the shop's huge and you know i was feeling a bit nervous because it was my first time in a country that didn't speak english and so I was a bit stressed out and I'm trying to move around this shop and then I turn around and I bang into someone and I'm just so embarrassed and I'm apologising profusely to this person that I've banged into them and I'm, I'm so sorry, I just don't know what's happening. I'm really I'm really embarrassed and I, I actually take a second to then look at who I'm apologising to and it's a mirror and I'm apologising to myself <laughs> in the store. I just felt like an idiot. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's, that was a little bit embarrassing. I, I think only a couple of people saw, but I, I felt foolish. But anyway, um, yeah. so what's, what is the first thing you want to do once this isolation period is over? Roxy, what are you, you going to do? 
Oh, look, I think definitely I was thinking about this. Look, just catch up with people. Like, go and catch up with mates. Um, so for years, I used to go up to my brother's on a fr- Friday night often, and we used to just go up and have a roast um, in the days when my parents were alive. But um, and just catch up with my nieces and, and that sort of stuff. So I think, look, definitely um, catching up with family um, rather than just on Zoom and things like that. So definitely uh, catching up with the extended family and even um, really looking forward to being able to just go to places like church. So all the things yeah. that I get to do on Zoom at the moment, actually being able to see people face-to-face will be fantastic. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the really we're really valuing that person-to-person contact now, aren't we? We're just sort of realising how important that is. And I, um, Definitely, I think, yeah. yeah, for me, I, yeah, I want to get together with my immediate family, my extended family, and um, I just want to hug them, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, touch them and, you know, give them a big squeeze and, and um, really make time for that, for family. Um, I think it's, yeah, it, it, there's, there's probably a silver lining in all this in that um, we can see what's valuable in life and, and what's uh, our priorities, don't you reckon? Yeah, look, yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's sort of helped people to slow down and and think about like um, you know, what's important, and obviously even get to spend time with those and your most immediate family as well has been good, and and even I guess also like even using technology to reconnect with others. So yes, I've had probably more conversations with some of my um, cousins than I probably yep. had for a while, including those in New Zealand and and all over the country on Zoom. Um, yep. Yeah, so it's been uh, – so yeah, there are some positives that have come out of this, but it will be nice to see people face-to-face. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. It will be. Okay, well, this next section that I wanted to talk about, I've termed it as hot topics, yeah? Yep. So, I mean, maybe if we if we go further um, and have more podcasts in the future, maybe students might want to send us in some questions or topics that they want us to debate and talk about or find an expert opinion on but I've basically just pulled out three questions that I thought maybe people are thinking about at the moment um so the first one I was thinking about was um did God make COVID-19 happen and and I, I sort of asked that question because it was asked of me um at the Plenty campus by a couple of the students um just sort of off the cuff as I was walking past they were talking about it and they said hey you're the chaplain what do you think did God make this happen. What do you think, Foxy? Uh, look, so, so certainly, I don't think God, okay, directly made COVID nineteen happen. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't doubt that God can use what's going on for for, for purposes for good purposes, okay, in some mm-hmm. ways as well as bad. So, so basically, I, I guess pretty much my belief is that we live in a world which um, which is fallen, and so that. Mm-hmm. The, what the Bible actually talks about in Romans, it talks about the fact that all creation is groaning uh, because of the pains of, of sin, because we don't do things God's way, and, and so all creation is fallen. And so part of being in a fallen world is that this isn't the perfect world that, that God created anymore. Um, that mm. perfect world is going to be when we get to, to be with God in heaven. So, so I guess one of my original points, one of the points that I'd make to start off with is that uh, um, yeah, God didn't make COVID-19 happy. Uh, mm. COVID-19 is a part of the fact that we live in a world which is no longer perfect because of the fact that it doesn't always, um, hasn't gone the way that God wants it to go. Yeah, yeah, true, yeah. I think um, as I was thinking about it too, I totally agree with you. And um, there's 
that one of the great things about God is that he gives us free will to choose things. And so that does mean that, as you said, we make choices and go in a different direction from what God would have liked us to have gone in. And and sometimes when we make our own choices, we don't make the best ones. And so, you know, bad things do happen and and uncomfortable situations do arise. Um, So, yeah, like I I don't think that God has made this happen, but you're right. I think um, he can he can do something good out of it, which leads us into that next question of what do you think God's doing right now? Yeah, well, so I definitely reckon that God is doing lots of different things right now. Um, I think one of the things that God is just doing is he's actually giving us time. So what's going on at the moment is giving us, as we said before, that time to sort of reassess, okay, to appreciate mm-hmm. the good things that we still have in our lives, like particularly like family, um, those sorts of things, and just time to actually, um, I guess, like slow down from running around everywhere. I, I don't know about you, but but um, hey, it's just been good to be able to get out and about a little bit more. So I think people have been getting out and about and appreciating uh, the beauty of nature. Um, yeah. Yep. So I've been in going, trying to get out most afternoons, at least for a little while and go for a walk. And um, yeah. I think also that, that God also in that is giving us, within this is giving us opportunities. Like, um is giving us opportunities to show love and care for other people. Um, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, and, and and I guess the last thing I'd say, and I don't want to steal your thunder, is that I think also no, that, no. That, that God, like um, one of the things that, that impacts me about most, God, uh, most about God is that God actually cares for what's going on. Um, so even yes. though he's giving us the opportunity through this, I think God still grieves with us for all the, the pain and the suffering which is going on. Um, yep. Yeah, for me, a verse I always come back to is this like the shortest verse in the Bible where Jesus wept is that uh, yeah, yeah. Jesus cried because of um, his friend Lazarus had died and he wept with his, with Lazarus's sisters, Mary and Martha. And I think in the same way, God still um, weeps with us over all the things that are going on in the world and the sadness and the people that are really hurting, particularly because they've lost loved ones. So I think certainly um, mm-hmm. uh, God is also grieving with us, hey, uh, the yes. sadness of all that's going on in the world at the moment as well. Yes, yeah. I, I think that there's definitely a drawing near of, of God and, and people in this time and that, um, yeah, God is God is able to speak to us in this time and that you're right, we are slowing down and we are um, thinking about things more simply and simplistically and, and I think um, God is going to use that to say, yes, we do need to connect with one another and we do need to value one another and we do need to make good choices about the way that we live life and not just get carried away in that busyness and, um, yeah, distracted by things that maybe don't matter. So, I, yeah, I think God God's doing a lot of things in this in this time yeah definitely yeah um so my other question is and it maybe it's a little bit personal but you know i think um you know you and i are friends and you know we're talking to people that (laughs) care for us as well um so have you ever gotten angry with god hello i think i dropped out there for a second (laughs) yeah you did but that's all right (laughs) everybody else has heard I just shared my. I just shared my oh, heart with sorry, you. <laughs> I apologise. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> well, it's all good. It's all good. I was just. I was just saying this. It might be a personal question, but have you ever gotten angry with I God? Think, um, yeah. One of the things I think is that, that one of the things about being a Christian is that it's okay to actually get angry with God or to get frustrated with God. Um, there's a book in the Bible yeah. about 
a guy called Job, and, and the whole book of Job is about you know, this guy, Job, who um, suffers greatly, and it basically teaches us, one thing, it's that it's we can be honest with God. Um, God already knows what we're going mm. through, and he understands our humanness and our frustration. So I don't know if I've ever got angry at God, but I think there's certainly times when I've been kind of frustrated and, and wish that God could do things, um, okay? and that's often because I want things to go my own way. So I think probably for me, um, in 2013, um, which was a pretty hard year, so my mum got diagnosed with um, pancreatic cancer uh, the, in February of t- 2013. Mm. And I think, you know, so certainly yeah. early on my, my prayer was really for my mum that uh, we might be able to find a way through that and stuff like that. And and so I, I guess I was frustrated that, that um, to start off with, that there weren't necessarily the answers that I wanted to hear. Um, mm. but, but then through that frustration, eventually I was able to see Okay, God at work, and so uh, my mum decided in the end that she didn't want to have treatment. She said she'd lived a good life, uh, and um, wow. so there was probably for me. I think I always count myself as very fortunate that I had probably a good five months, um, February to mm-hmm. August. Um, yeah, to to yeah. come to terms with that and to spend quality time with my mum, and and um, yeah, so so out of that frustration, um, eventually I could see God's purposes. But I know certainly earlier on I was. They're really frustrated with why, why is this happening to my mum and and that sort of stuff. And so, yeah. yeah, I think God understands when we when we find things difficult and we hurt. So it's okay to be honest with Him and to to be frustrated. Um. So for for me, I think yeah, like being being angry with God is totally you know, I've been there and I've done that and um, God's big enough to to cope with that. Um, he, there's been times where I've just gone, God, you've made me this way um, and I, and so surely that means it's part of your plan because I want it. You, you've designed me to want it. So, you know, give it to me already. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but I think, um, yeah, in doing that and, and being honest, um, just like if we're being honest with our friends and our family, we we learn more about each other um, than what we would if we put it under the carpet. Um, so yeah, I think in being angry with God and 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 going the whole way through that argument to a resolution, um, I've learned more about who He is and the fact that He loves me um, totally, um, and that He's willing to to go to go to the ends to um show that to me so it, it it's okay it's okay to be angry to god isn't it like it's okay yeah no, look definitely i think it's definitely okay to be angry with god and frustrated because because you know we are human beings and we do get frustrated and annoyed by things but in the end hey what we can see is we can see that god works out his purposes through things um even though we don't understand them at the time mm, that's right that's right well Foxy, I think we've probably um, come to the end of our time. Like, it's been really nice chatting to you. I've enjoyed it. <laughs> no, it's been great. Well, that was our first Chapel Chats with Foxy and Beck. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got outside and had a bit of a wander around and you enjoyed a little bit of our banter and chat. Um, maybe you learnt a little bit about us too who knows look if you have any questions or things that you would like us to talk about on Chapel Chats please send us an email 
at school. We'd love to hear from you um, and really let us know how you're going and traveling. Um, We're here to care for you. Okay. Now, before I go, I just want to pray for you all. So, dear Father, thank you for all the students at Ivanhoe. Um, Father, protect them, keep them well and healthy. Help them to um, keep a level head about all the things that they need to do with their study and help them to keep physical outside. And um, Lord, help them to reach out when they need um, some help. Father, we just yeah thank you that you are our God who um, loves and protects us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So guys, it's been a pleasure. And I look forward to chatting with you next time. Bye.